Well, church, it's good to be with you. I slipped in on our set here that our team was doing our um, Easter worship this week and just wanted to share a message with you that I've been thinking about for Good Friday. And uh, I remember thinking as a kid, even growing up, hearing the Easter story and, and hearing how Jesus was crucified and how he was beaten. And uh, I remember thinking as a kid, why, why didn't he just come off the cross? Especially after uh, being in a church, I remember one Sunday, they actually sang a song that, that said he could have called 10,000 angels later on only to learn that that was actually in scripture to destroy uh, everyone that was, was crucifying him. And I remember thinking, wow, why, why, did, why didn't he do that? If you go to Rome today, you will see hundreds of church buildings and all of them will have crosses on them. The cross is a symbol of Christianity, it's, it's a symbol of hope, it's a symbol of victory. But 2,000 years ago, it wasn't that way. 2,000 years ago, the cross was a symbol of capital punishment. It was only in certain areas that you would see a cross and there would very often be a pile of skulls there. Even after Jesus was crucified, there were crosses that were lined. Some of the roads, the Roman Empire wanted to make an impact, wanted to give clarity, wanted to destroy this Jewish up offshoot religion followers of the way is what they were really called. And everyone you saw there that was on a cross was actually put to death, many of them because they were followers of Christ. And Jesus was horribly beaten. There were trumped up charges by the Jewish religious leaders and, and the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire that actually tried to, to wipe this religion off the planet now thousands of years later is dominated by followers of Christ. And so the cross is such a big deal and Jesus did not come off that cross. As a matter of fact, I thought that as a kid, but when you open up scripture and you begin to read through this story, you find out that the soldiers said to Jesus, if you're a king, why don't you come off the cross? Why don't you save yourself? And even the crowd that was there all around him, they were, they were jeering and they said, he saved others, but he can't save himself. Why don't you come off the cross? Even the thief that was next to Jesus on the other cross, one of the other crosses, said to him, why don't you save yourself and, and save me too? And, and we, there's a part of us that wants him to come off the cross. There's a part of us that, that, that you know, I, I love action adventures. They're, they're just my favorite kind of movie. There's a, there's a part of me that wants him to be Clint Eastwood and say, hey, just go ahead, make my day and just change the whole dynamics of the whole story. It's, it would be like Luke, Luke Skywalker saying, I, I'll never choose the dark side. And I'm even reminded of 9-11 of, of the plane that went down in Shanksville. And, and so clearly the last words that were heard were, let's roll. Let's go ahead and do this. We 
We want him to come off the cross. At the foot of the cross was his mother and his closest friends and some of his closest followers. And, and they were right there with Jesus. And I'm sure they, they would have loved to see the very same thing happen. But scripture records what happened. One o'clock, 12 o'clock came and, and everything went dark. The sky went dark right at noon. And, and not only did it just go dark at noon, one o'clock came, two o'clock came, three o'clock came. And, and finally, Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He, he never came off the cross. And then he said, it is finished. And he commits his spirit to his father and he dies. Which takes us all the way to the point of John 3, 16. Where, where it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. God sent his son to be a bridge for mankind. And if we believe that, we become his followers. And what do we do? We begin to live like Jesus. You say, well, James, how do you do that? The, the writer of, of Hebrews gives us real clarity there. In Hebrews 12, chapter 2, uh, chapter 12, verse 2, he says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. How do we live like Jesus? How do we become his followers? We do it by keeping our eyes on him who initiates and perfects our faith. He does this through us because of the joy awaiting him. What, what joy is the writer of Hebrews talking about? He's talking about a relationship with you and with me. The joy that, that Jesus knew about was he knew that as a result of staying on the cross, you and I would have relationship with him. We would have relationship with God through Jesus Christ. He loved us so much that he endured the cross disregarding its shame, the writer goes on to say. Why did he disregard its shame? Because of the joy. He knew what was gonna come out of him being willing to stay on the cross. Jesus wasn't held on the cross by those nails. As a matter of fact, as I read that passage of scripture, he, he wasn't even held on the cross by that shame. He wasn't held on the cross by sin because he was perfect. He had no sin in him. Jesus was held on the cross by love. Jesus was held on the cross by love for his father and love for sinners like you and like me. He could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. But he chose to stay on the cross. And the whole reason he chose to stay on that cross was love. It is the love of God that pursues your heart and my heart. God is pursuing us. 
And it's because of his love that he turned to his disciples right before he left and he reminded them. And I, I want to take communion with you, our church family, and, and those of you who are, are even watching this message with us. See, he loves us so much that he sends his Holy Spirit to live inside of us. He endured the cross because the joy of being in relationship with us. That was his plan all along. And he willingly laid his life down. Jesus turned to his disciples before he left. And it says in Luke chapter 22, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it to them. He, he handed it to all of them. And he said, this body given to you, it's my body. This is my body. This is a symbol. This is my body. I'm laying my body down. Given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. I, I want to make sure, he says, that as time goes on, and, and it'll become so clear to you later that you take the time to remember that my body was shed for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And as we all have bread and we're sitting maybe in our couch, on our couch or, or even at the table or wherever it is you are, let's take it together. When he had finished handing out the bread, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. It is the new covenant. Sins are forgiven because I was willing to shed my blood for the remission of sins. So your sins are paid for and my sins are paid for. Drink it together. Oh. Let's pray for a moment. Father, thank you that you were willing to stay on the cross. A thought alone from you would have taken you off that cross and changed the whole story. But you were willing, you willingly laid down your life. You let them nail you to that cross for our sins and for what you knew to be the future joy of our relationship with you. As your church, as your children, we are in the process of allowing you to change us day by day, moment by moment, experience by experience from who we were when we met you 
to who you desire us to be. Lord, I pray this time, especially with so many of our church family going through this difficult season, this time of a storm in our lives. Father, I pray that your ongoing work in our life and even in our time together here with communion, as we remember your body and your blood, your stripes, you were beaten for our infirmities. It's by your stripes we're healed and by your blood our sins are forgiven. We thank you in your name. We pray, amen. Church, it's Friday, but I will tell you, I'm excited because Sunday is coming and uh, we've got a great time planned. I'm looking forward to sharing that message with you and uh, our team will be sharing in worship. Look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. God bless.